Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, NBA Finals, the Warriors going for the clincher. And if you're hoping for a close game, you got to really, really hope. Because right now, the Warriors lead the Celtics 51-33. to Two and a half minutes left to go before halftime. The Warriors on a 21-0 run, which I, I think it's been on the bottom of the crawl on the screen the entire time. Longest run in NBA Finals history, a 21-0 run that spanned the end of the first quarter into the second quarter. The Warriors with an 18-point lead over the Celtics, and the Celtics just look 
lost. They look lost offensively. They look like they don't have confidence in, in where they're going with the ball. And, and they just, this is a two and a half game problem right now. And here are the Warriors showing up to win this championship, right? Draymond Green was right. He said, what he said? We're showing up to win. Steve Kerson, we're going to Boston to win, right? Reports earlier today, the Warriors already had a big casino all bought out, ready to party. And after they win the championship, uh, 18 point lead, two and a half go before halftime. Yeah, Warriors 18 over the Celtics. This does not look good for the Celtics. 23-15 rebounding advantage for Golden State. They've already made nine three-pointers, nine of 20, and Boston already with 11 turnovers, several of which were lazy bounce passes or entry attempts to Robert Williams, where you got baited a couple of times by Draymond, uh, and then you had other defenders closing out the other sequences. Just uh, lethargic. After a big run to start the game, right, 14-2, to two, as you heard mm-hmm. from Steve DeSager earlier, and just getting back into the bad habits, the closeouts, the, all right, I'm going to leave my feet, and Steph Curry laughs at you as you jump past him and then calmly drains another three. Uh, Draymond Green filling up the box score. I mean, he actually just got called for a double dribble in the post. So there you go, Marcus Smart. Add a turnover over to your column as well. Uh, So Idoka right now, absolutely no answers for the barrage that they've got. The, The Warriors playing with much more energy, and obviously the composure of guys who've been there, done that before. It's very strange. Normally, as an NBA Finals goes on, unless one team is is by far and away above the other, which when you get sweeps or five-game series, teams don't usually get worse over the course of the Finals. The Celtics have gotten worse. They peaked in game one and have steadily gotten worse since game one, right? We have all the answers. We had all the threes, everything we need to do. We locked down defensively. And as the series went on, Golden State chips away, chips away, and the Celtics have no answers, right? We talked about it last night. The only way I saw the Celtics being able to get back into this series and forcing game seven is if they were the beneficiaries of very fortuitously called plays. And it started out that way, right? Clay had started. I, st- I think Clay Thompson started the game with two fouls. And I said, oh, here we come. Here comes the, here comes, uh, the referee, the officiating situation. Going to help the Celtics here. Nope. Now it's Tatum with three. It's Marcus Smart with three. And the Warriors are in complete control of this game. And it's not like it's one player who's going nuts. Yes, Steph and Clay both have 12 to lead the way. But Jordan Poole's got 11. He had three-pointer after three three-pointer after three-pointer. Wiggins has 10. This has been an utter demolition of the Celtics since that start, and it's a microcosm of this year. Celtics started out great in this game, right? And then what's happened? The Warriors have showed, yeah, we're the better team, and you don't have an answer for us, and that's kind of what this series has been. Game one, the Celtics peaked Right? They still were able to get another game, but as, as the series went on, this was the Warriors saying, we're going to make our adjustments, we're going to make our adjustments, and this is why Steve Kerr doesn't get the due he should as the best head coach in the NBA. Easy in the past decade. It's not even close. Uh, but look at the adjustments the Warriors were able to make defensively. They were able to move some players around. They were able to shut down Jason Tatum, continue to keep him less than confident on his side. And since then, the Warriors have just taken control of this series, and the Celtics look worse every game just go back to the failures of game four right the opportunity that was sitting there Steph Curry on the sideline to start and then fresh legs Draymond who'd been look for the just the naked eye right not the hey I'm gonna tell you how much I know about basketball guy uh Draymond did not have a good game 
in that game, right? Uh, yet he made some key defensive plays down the stretch. The offense ran better, and they eke out a win. Game five, we saw the Celtics once again, the parting of the Red Sea down the lane and easy layups, and then another fourth quarter collapse and where Jason Tatum was invisible. Right, We talked extensively about the air balls, the lack of energy, uh, the lazy passes. And that's the thing that we're seeing again with the Celtics tonight. That sense of urgency, you know, crisp passes, you know, bounce passes that we're actually seeing employed by the Warriors that meet their intended source, right? Draymond running his point forward thing about as efficiently as we've seen all series. Oh, he wants to win MVP. He's like, well, well, what about me winning MVP? How about me? You know, we, we talk about all these. No one ever mentions me for MVP. I, tell you I what, want though, to win it. The folks that wanted him for his triple-double in game five, eh, look at him now. <laughs> he's at five, six, and five sitting here with, at a plus 17. But it was funny when you were doing the he's got three and he's got three. If someone missed that you were talking about the fouls against the Celtics, you would have gone, oh, yeah, I'm looking at that turnover column too. Four, <laughs> two, two, three. I mean, the only guy that hasn't turned it over out of the starting lineup is Al Horford. He's got to at least get two so everybody can say they uh, contributed. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a negative column. But, yeah, just a a miserable, uneven effort once again. And they started to make a run, too. Right after that 21-0 run, they did have it at 9, 10 points. and, And just like that, the Warriors were able to surge back out. So 23 seconds left here in the second quarter. That'll be one hell of a halftime speech. I, I don't know. What what else can Udoka say? He's been saying the same thing all series, right? Stop how, playing like blanks. How upset did he get after game five when he seemed exasperated? We've talked about yeah. this. How many times did he say that? We've talked about no, this. No, they all We've look like this, this was something this. new and shocking. Like, But yes, now I'm, I'm worn out because my message is clearly not getting through. No, because the Celtics are doing the same thing. They're, 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 have, they're struggling the same ways, and they have not found a way to solve the Warriors' defense. They've just not done it. And it, it's, it, it's almost as if I, 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 I've said, well, their strategy might be to we're just going to keep doing what we've done all season long and hope it breaks through. Right, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and hope we get it, which is the definition of insanity, trying the same thing sure. over and over again and, and it not working. But that's that's kind of what the Celtics are doing. It, it, you, you see nothing where, all right, they're trying to do this a little bit differently. They're trying, they don't look self-assured in plays they're making on the floor. They don't look like they, they're convinced where they're passing is the right place. They don't look like where the shot they're taking is, is the right one. It's it's just been a two-plus game slide for them. And when you don't have confidence, you're not going to win. right? That's why I said the only way out was if, if, the, if, if foul trouble was going to plague the Warriors so much that they couldn't play defense like they normally would, and then the Celtics would be able to get to the hoop, and you'd see a big game from the big three of Tatum and Brown and Smart, and that could get you to game seven. Uh, but that's not happening because the Celtics haven't had the answers and nothing they've said in the last few days has had me thinking that well they can they can do this they they can come back and do this night so the officials are the only ones that can that can bail them out and that's not happening and now we're at halftime and it's a 54-39 lead for Golden State uh, at least the Celtics get it down to 15 when it was at 20 a few minutes ago uh, but this is the Warriors I mean are they really going to blow a 15 point halftime lead and and Celtics are going to game set Celtics are going to get it they're going to start hitting threes like crazy hey it's the, the NBA playoff 2022 version. Anything's possible. I'll tell you, man. I'm running around know. like when uh, 
when you had uh, Tom Selleck take over the Montecito in Las Vegas. Anything's possible. That was the slogan. <laughs> Anything's possible. That mustachioed, uh, fantastic leader of men. No, uh, look, he, he's also got some some thoughts in the world at large that we're, we're not going to get into. But, uh, you know, he, as an actor, uh, we all celebrated Magnum P.I. Uh, and, and Mr. Baseball. No question about it. But Don't forget. Don't forget. you got to have Mr. Baseball. One of the greatest SP cards that Upper Deck ever produced was a shot of him hanging out with Frank Thomas. Mm. So <laughs> you got that going for you. But no, that, that lacking of urgency. I mean, look, at, look no further than your offensive glass. 9-2 to two offensive rebound advantage for Golden State. You got Robert Williams down there. You got some big, lanky bodies. That should not be. I mean, that's hustle, that's energy, that's that's getting the extra bounce. And at this point, there's only been a total of eight free throws shot, six of them by the Celtics. So to their credit, they're at least perfect from the line. Everything else has gone to hell, though. The, the sloppiness in the pass attempts that we chronicled quite a bit the last couple days, Jason, uh, just rearing their head a- again. And, and Jason Tatum... 5 of 10 from the field. Look, the, some of the box score numbers are going to look good, except for the fact that he's got four turnovers, three fouls, and he's a minus nine, right? He may get to his 25 points and all those, and people that have the over-under, I think he was 27 and a half for his points. Maybe you get there because that's the way the game ends up flowing. But right now, you know, this is truly the indictment of the superstar star discussion that we've been having throughout the playoffs. He's come up big in the past. Now the stage is the biggest that it's been, and everybody waiting. You want to crown him? Crown him. Because he has not been that guy in this series. No matter what betting odds may say for MVP, uh, that's the we have to pick somebody if they win. Yeah, the the Celtics are... The Celtics are kind of like, hey, when we're just out there playing, we were great. But once we had to start thinking about stuff and strategizing and 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 going back and forth with being able to understand and react to the Warriors putting their will on the game, now we don't know what to do. At that point, we now now I got to think too much. Now I got to do too much. Now I got to adjust too much, and I can't do any of those things. When they went out in game one and just hey, we're locked down, we're hitting threes, great. But then they had to think about it, and things got a little bit more difficult, and they just don't have an answer for it. Just where's the sense of urgency, Jason? That's the thing that well, they, that's, watching that's this is just they said not, the whole time we're going right. to be fine, we're good. J- Jason Tatum, even after Game Five, we're good, we're going to bounce back, we're good, dude. Citing the it, past, man. right? Going into all those other series, that's fine. This is a different different squad. And just throwing up the platitudes because you feel like you have to answer the question isn't going to get it done. Mm. Uh, this, again, this is why the only way out for the, for the Celtics tonight was getting really good fortuitous calls from the officiating crew, and it's just not happening. I tried to put it on playing well. You, you just looked at the stripes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Golden Headphones? Scott Foster is now coming onto the court walking <laughs> like he's Vince McMahon. <laughs> Are you going to say, Ime Odoka say, hey, Scott Foster ain't walking through that door. We got to get going here in the second half. Their like best someone... player is now back for the second half. <laughs> Somebody's going to do a speech, and then all of a sudden you hear the, the glass shattering like it's Stone Cold's oh, entrance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and he get he gets on the floor. The Celtics fans start chanting MVP, MVP, 
They need something to excite him. Maybe that dog is spinning uh, plates on his nose or something at halftime. I don't know. <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike, it's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. So it looks like we could just be, you know, 90 minutes away from uh, anointing and uh, coronating the Warriors. Where does Steph Curry rank all time? As, <laughs> as NBA champions. Kidding. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dodger fans are going, wait a minute, I'm going back to four years ago. The game's on Apple TV. I can't get the Dodgers tonight. Wait a minute. I've gone through this my entire life. Why can't I get the Dodgers? Yeah, no, Apple TV on Friday. On a Kershaw um, night. I know, I know. This is this is where every week, every major, I guarantee you this, Mike Harmon, every baseball fan says, we're not on Apple TV tonight, are we? We're not the Apple TV game, are we? Let's look. Okay, oh, good. Oof, we're not on Apple TV. Okay, good. I can watch the game. Uh, I'm feeling good about that. It's like, is it Friday night? My team is good. They may take me for Apple TV. I don't I don't want to be on Apple TV tonight. I want, oh, good. I get to watch the game. Well, I'm watching a little bit of my squad. It was tied 3-3. Suddenly, it's 10-3. Unfortunately, I can't choose the other game because, well, we're in Los Angeles, so it's going to yeah. beat it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm stuck watching uh, this disaster. Uh, for those unaware, <laughs> that is the White Sox. Every game is 10-3. Mets were 10-3. Yankees were 10-3. You're 10-3. Everything was 10-3. No, I was watching a bit of it earlier, and it's like, you know, I, I've made the joke, and I'm going back and forth with my brother going, who are these people that are broadcasting? I'm like, they've expanded. I go, that's why every week I make the same joke on Friday night. Go, four hours of extemporaneous speaking with some research and thought and mm. humor that you can do. Uh, working <laughs> off script and, and talking about the game and maybe knowing who the hell the players are. There was a lot of concern. Look, Mancata eventually left the game, but he's been walking with a limp and running with a limp for about a month because they're they're hurt and missing a lot of players. And it's like, oh, he must have gotten nicked up. It's like, no, no, he walked out during warm-ups if you paid attention like that. So it's, it's just little things that start to add up. So anybody that's seeking uh, an alternative voice, hey, we're here for you. <laughs> now, I've been, I've been working on this all day. You ready? I've been, I'm working on this. I've been waiting to, to, to run this on you and Frostburg all day. Okay. Are you ready? You ready? I've been waiting for this. Okay. This is Berman announcing tonight's games, Major League Baseball. Are you oh, ready? Oh, no. I'm waiting for that. No, no, no. You guys are going to love this. You guys are going to love this. Love this. We'll love this, decide. Love this. No, no. Trust me. Trust me. I, like I said, all day I've been waiting. I'm like jonesing. Like a, I'm, I, I got like my, my body is, I'm, I, got, I, got, I got spasms and ticks. No, okay. God, Here we please, go. Please, no. No. And, and, TJ, this weekend, the Guardians in town to play the Dodgers. Wouldn't it make more sense with coming to Los Angeles, the Guardians play the Galaxy? TJ. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> I can yeah. get on board that. I know you like that. It's a good one, right? 
Yeah. Ooga chaka. Ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga. Oh, yeah, I've been waiting on that one all day. Oh, I'm waiting on that all day. Groot approved. Yes. (laughs) Well, it depends on the inflection and tone of when you say Groot. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just saying the being, then it's okay. But if it's it's Groot talking, I mean, you could be cursing. We might have to dump you. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Now, it's too bad there's not an off day, one of those weird series where, hey, the Guardians are in town. Like, they come into town on an off day on a Thursday, and they all go to a Galaxy game. So you could say, here's the Guardians. at the, They would show them before the game going, hey, look at the Guardians at the Galaxy. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That would be so – I mean, I just want that to happen. I, th- I think you're excited about this. I mean, I, I think you should really uh, put it to Major League Baseball for a change. And and one more, TJ, if they're going to play the Dodgers, then they go down the road and we would see the Guardians-Angels series, which should take place in Manhattan, TJ. You had all day. I had all day for Guardians. Come on, I had Guardian Angels and Guardians of the Galaxy. That's, yes, that's what I came up with. Well, I mean, you do get to wear a cool red fedora. Yes. You know, or a red beret, I should say. It's a red yeah. beret. And a, and a collarless leather jacket, like that would have been perfect. <laughs> and, and 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 just to let you know, that is it. I'm I'm out of Guardians jokes after that. I'm, that I'm, is I'm, fantastic. I'm no, I have no more Guardians jokes. I think there's only those two. I don't know that there's another Guardian joke. I'm sure you'll more. think of at least one or two, just because. Because <laughs> you normally don't stop at two. It's like eating a chip. Yeah, that's true. Or in yeah. your case, a Big Mac. You're not stopping yeah. it, too. Oh, I had another Big Mac today, buddy. Did oh, really I had awesome? one of the Big Macs today. Oh, yeah, with extra sauce and extra that's cheese. good sauce. Oh, it was great. It was great. Because my wife kept saying, all right, I got to get one. You've been talking about this. I'm going to run out and get food. You want, yeah. yes, get me, get me one. She came back. She goes, oh, it's pretty good. She goes, it's a lot of lettuce. I go, it is a lot of lettuce. I will say that. Well, it, it is a lot of lettuce. Well, it helps to offset the calorie yeah. intake off the extra <laughs> sauce. Yeah, and rough it. Now, you know, I, you I, now I got to yeah. pause this. I got to ask Sam a question. Sam, this is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Why did we have a, so readily a, a quip and quote from Ben Maller? Uh, I just have that on my main wall. It's a great Ben Maller drop of him saying good sauce. It was apropos. We play the drop of him a... calling you a hobo all the time. Yeah. What, 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 what are you concerned hobo. about that hobo. now? You know that's Ben Maller's voice saying hobo, right? No, I didn't recognize it as hobo. You didn't know that? That's Ben's voice saying hobo. You didn't know that? Nah. <laughs> I just happen to have the good sauce in the right place at the right time. Yeah, see that—that's what it is. You want because you have asking the, the questions. You have the bad sauce in the bad place at the bad time, and sauce, it's not good yo. for you. It doesn't help anybody. Hey, man, I'm just trying to make sure I don't lose my my footing. That's all. <laughs> Mike Harmon has been replaced by drops off a computer. <laughs> now let me say this: day after the NBA Finals today, everybody with champagne in their eyes, the Warriors win their fourth title in the last eight mm-hmm. years, and it's Steph and Clay and Draymond. I've kept receipts on our critics. Let me just say this, all right? Because I, I, this has been where I've been getting hit with all day. I don't hate Steph Curry, even if you think I do. What I do is I put his excellence in the proper perspective. And I get that that's not popular because it seems to be the only take you can have on Steph Curry is, this guy's the greatest. He is a great player. Is he an all-time great shooter? Yes, he is. But that's all he kind of has to be with this Warriors team. All right. Again, people forget Steph was in the league for six years. He had made two all-star teams, and the Warriors were lucky if they made the playoffs. Steve Kerr shows up, and suddenly it's a dynasty. Why? Because he understood 
what he needed to do and what he could do to take advantage of what Steph Curry did well. This is why I say Steph Curry is a system quarterback. He's not a system quarterback that comes in and plays okay with the team. He's a system quarterback that comes in and, boy, he's really terrific because of what's surrounding him. The Warriors system is phenomenal, right? But he doesn't have to worry about playing defense or to set plays up or rebound. So when you talk about all-time greats and it's Steph, he's caught LeBron. No, LeBron James and Giannis and and all these guys – they're all better players. These are all guys who are better players than Steph Curry is. Steph does one thing, the most important thing in the NBA, really, really well. He puts the ball in the basket. But he went from a nice 23-point-a-game player to a 30-point-a-game player when Steve Kerr showed up. That's what he is. He's not close to these other guys. He's not close to KD in his prime. He's not. His numbers flow from within that offense. If you took Steph Curry out of the Warriors and you put him on another team, and this is where Steph understands, hey, maybe I need to stay here because this offense is built around what I do well. If you put Steph Curry on another team, is he this guy? If you put him on the Knicks, is he suddenly getting freed up for all these threes and hitting them as they go up and down the floor in the flow of the offense? Of course not. It's There's four guys on Steph. Oh, and he turns it over again. The Warriors have created this offense around what he does well, and he does it great, right? And now he's, he's moving up that list in the conversation of, of great players all time, but he's not close to what the best players in the NBA do now because they're asked to do so much more. LeBron in his prime, KD, Giannis especially are asked to do so much more. And, hey, defensively, you need to worry about X, Y, and Z as well. This is what these guys do. What Steph does, Steph does great. But to suddenly, oh, because he scores a lot, he's great. This is like saying, hey, Dominique Wilkins, is he one of the is he, is he one of the top three or four Mount Rushmore players in the NBA? No, Dominique Wilkins in the 80s was a, the human highlight machine, right, because he scored. He put points on the board. But Atlanta didn't win, didn't have the right system. We're unable to get past the Celtics. But this is kind of what Steph Curry does, and he does it great. And I'm not saying he's not a great player, but you have to put what he does in perspective. You put excellence in the proper perspective, right? If I'm taking for the next few years, am I taking Steph Curry or John Morant? I'm taking John Morant. Who does more things for his team, John Morant or Steph Curry? John Morant does more, right? Because he holds the ball more, he dishes, he scores, he plays defense, he does everything. There are just players that simply do more. And and the things that Steph Curry doesn't do as well as the other. We just brought Rushman away because he's so great and he has a great image and everybody enjoys him. And that's a big part of Steph too, is that because he has such a great image that it's, it's impossible to criticize the guy. But yeah, he's great. He is awesome. He is outstanding. He is a great, great player. He deserved the MVP. He's got four championships. He's moving up the list in conversations for great players of all time. But let's just understand that when you talk about him compared to the other great, great players who are playing now, he's still a level below because he He's not asked to do as much. He can't get big shots at the end of games, right? Where, where, where's the list of all Steph Curry great buzzer beaters? Where's Steph? Jason Tatum, as much as I led you astray on Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's got more game-winning shots because Steph can't get his shots in the final couple of minutes of games. This is why when games are close down the stretch, the Warriors, it's a toss-up because he can't get his shots off because he's too small and the teams are able to uh, get in on him more and shut him down and, and 
close down the passing lanes so we can't even get in and, and make a pass to somebody who is wide open. So it's just, it's not that I, I, I think the guy's great. I've said it all the time, but people want to blow off when I say that, when I say he's great, just go, oh, you don't like him. No, his greatness is in the proper perspective. That's how we should talk about Steph Curry, and that's how we go with his accomplishments, with winning last night and moving on from here with four championships and getting a chance to go for another one next year. Yeah, I mean, the hard part is it's all compartmentalized, and depending on how old you are, you hold certain players, systems, teams dear, right? Go back to whatever, Kobe, Shaq, the Jordan Bulls, right? Because Jordan had years, he with Doug Collins, they're getting into the playoffs, they're getting deep into the playoffs, but they don't get over. Phil Jackson comes in, they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they, they win six of the next eight all right, we, we don't discount Jordan for the early years. Likewise, Steph, I, you know, something changed. The triangle came in, and, and look, uh, Scottie Pippen's there, and you unleash uh, hell upon the Eastern Conference. And folks go back and say, well, he was playing against a bunch of plumbers, which takes me to the other point. Go back to the <laughs> right? If we're going to go back in time, look at the teams that the Celtics and, and Lakers were running around. But we don't denigrate Magic or Kareem or Worthy or Bird or any of those guys. I mean, here's your uh, – we got Worthy fighting with Cedric Maxwell overall. <laughs> sorts of stuff so you know you, you got all that fun that that goes through go back to the bill russell era uh and you know where how teams were constructed and, and the way things flowed and, and and there's problems and caveats that we can make with all of them with steph it comes down to yes he's likable except once he starts chewing his mouthpiece certain percentage of folks are going to be mad oh yeah yeah time things yep. getting a little chesty which i liked because you know he was petty and, and they were all really petty i think that was the one thing and, and i've been saying it all along in these playoffs if, if you ever had a doubt and you and you really did believe guys when they said i don't hear stuff uh they they've told you loud and clear one after another blank you i heard everything you said even if it was at three in the morning on a tuesday uh in a <laughs> in a in a bar that was closed down, but because they wanted you to sober up before you left, they poured you a cup of coffee, and you were waxing poetic about the NBA game that was on replay. They hear it, okay? They hear it all. Richard Jefferson confirming that in his post-finals talks, and Steph, and Clay, and everybody, oh, we've got receipts for everything. That's fine. Uh, but we, we look at and analyze the game, right? For for Steph, it, it just becomes the fun discussion, because all of it is just you decide where your, your starting line is, and generally any of those discussions aren't discussions. It's just I, I'm going to stand for my guy, and if you go against it, you're an idiot. That's where we're at in everything in this society. And when it comes to Michael versus LeBron, now LeBron, Steph, add Kobe and Duncan and whoever else you want to the conversation, uh, you, you pick and choose which parts of the guy's games, personalities, whatever else you like. There's no denying one thing. LeBron has changed the game, right, with some of the way offenses run, and he's a singular talent. So trying to replicate that, uh, you're going to have varying degrees of success, right? But when we look at Steph, I mean, you, you can't doubt that what the Warriors did changed how teams work. And Steph, unselfish, all of those things, th- those are all nice attributes. And it becomes the, if you want to stand for Steph Curry, that's going to be part of your larger argument. But at the same time, if you're uh, – Pick your other guy, right? We, we talk about it in the moment, right? Because for a while, as you do the show, the show is that night, who's the guy you're looking at? It's like, oh, uh, the, the best guy's Kevin Durant. And now he's just an afterthought fighting with people on Twitter again. 
That's how it goes, man. I want to get back See? on social media. That's where I want to fight. I want to fight right now. But that's just I it. It's fight. the ebb and flow. You pick your guy <laughs> that you want to stand for, grab the stats you like, throw out those you don't, right? The LeBron and Michael thing, right? LeBron defense comes up against Steph, but never against Michael. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's... If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her 
roast of Tom Brady Stole the Show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next for everybody else by playing. And now it's the Magic Johnson Twitter game. Oh, boy. Oh, here it is. Let's go. It took a while for Magic Johnson. But he did eventually start tweeting about the NBA Finals. So here we go. The most obvious and vanilla tweeter in the world, Magic Johnson. I give you a tweet. Your job is to figure out if it is a Magic Johnson tweet or made up entirely by myself. Playing as me, Mike Harmon, Steve DeSager, Justin Frostberg. Are you guys ready to go? Let's get it on. All right, here we go. In the end, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins were too much for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart, with Steph winning his first NBA Finals MVP. For the playoffs, he averaged an incredible 27 points, 6 assists, and 5 rebounds. Cast of thousands in that tweet. Is that a lot of stuff going on? Magic Johnson. I'm going to say no. No. No, no okay. chance. No, no chance. That's All right. way too much stats. I think right. you saw too many clips of Paul McCartney singing with Springsteen, and you wanted to <laughs> sing, and in the end, and then you rattled off a bunch of stats. That is not right. a magic right, here we go. We're tweet. Off to tweet. Not a magic John tweet. You guys are good. I assume the current magic tweet is, you can see my Dodgers on Apple. You <laughs> You have, you have Apple TV, right? right? No, his, la- his last tweet is, hey, does anybody know where I can get the Dodgers game? He just put that out there. <laughs> Steph became the seventh player in NBA history to win four NBA championships and multiple league MVP awards. He joins LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, and some guy that wore number 32 for the Showtime Lakers. <laughs> peacocking, that, huh? Is wow. that a Magic Johnson tweet? Wow. I'll, I'll go with the peacocking. I'll say no. I'm going to say absolutely. With the peacocking, it's got to be. That is a Magic Johnson oh, yeah. tweet. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Let's go. 32. He's reminding everybody. Okay, Laker fans, time to get down to business. 
to put another banner in the rafters next season. Is that yes. a Magic Johnson tweet? Okay, sure, Laker why fans, not? Time to get down to business to put another banner in the rafters next season. Does he have the same tweet about Lonzo Ball? Time to put that in the rafters. <laughs> the, jersey. Uh, throw the jersey. I expect your jersey. Hey, you're going to hear about Lonzo Ball before this show's over, my friend. <laughs> mm, uh, yes, you will. I'm going to say no. That is not oh. a Magic Johnson tweet. Not. Steph, Steph Curry can do it all. Is that a Magic Johnson tweet? <laughs> Steph it? Curry can do it all. Does all include defense every game? Uh, no. Do it all. He actually has a pretty high overall defensive rating. But, you know, lies, damn lies and statistics. Um, I'm going to say no. Yeah, way too short a tweet. No way. That is not a Magic Johnson uh, tweet. Uh. Thank you, Steph Curry, for entertaining us and putting on one of the best performances in NBA Finals history. Congratulations on your fourth NBA championship and first NBA Finals MVP. Better than his performance in Finals history? No. Yeah, no, no. He, he, he would talk about other than that guy that wore number 32. That rookie from that 1980, time. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, plus he would show Clay some love. He loves Clay, so. And he'd have a picture of uh, winning time. Okay, you're all saying no, and that is a magic Johnson (laughs) tweet. I just didn't think he was going back to the well. (laughs) He should have just said, this is just as good a finals as Cedric Maxwell had that one year. (laughs) I think think Magic's leaving Cedric Maxwell to James Worthy right now. He's leaving to Worthy right now. Uh, So there it is. Hey, we'll continue to play the Magic Johnson Twitter game coming up next hour. But straight ahead, how about some conference finals predictions in the NBA next year? This is Fox Sports Radio. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.